Can I start? No. Yes. Yeah. So we're continuing our discussion of the Brahma Vimohan Lila. And in our last um, meeting, we discussed the, the fact that Brahma observing the luncheon of the cowherds is the famous verse that we started with. That is a verse describing Krishna surrounded by his friends in circles, taking lunch and the startling insight of Brahma that here is the Yogi book, it looks like, who's Mahapurusha on my planet appearing here. Yogi book means he's an eater, he eats sacrifices and here he's eating actually, in the real sense of the term, in a very extraordinary way, beautiful description of Krishna with his flute and his belt and his cowherd horn. This is a, a verse that's an example of what uh, Jiva Goswami refers to by the term mantra mai upasana. So to take a verse that describes a still picture of the moving picture of Krishna Leela and meditate through the remembrance of repetition of that verse the implication of it being that in due course you'll start to move take you to the next uh, next scene so to speak that's called sparasiti compared to mantra mai so it's like mantra mai is like a lake that's formed within a river that where everything is still and because it's gotten quite wide and you can't so the ripples aren't uh, as apparent it's a beautiful verse, and uh, and uh, Subhadev uh, recites it to uh, his poetry to Prichit Maharaj, and describing what what Brahma has seen, and he's quite astounded by it. And so, as we heard, he wanted to test test Krishna, and uh, he's thinking that by his own arrangement, the cows have the calves have wandered, when in fact it's the arrangement of Krishna's own lila shakti. And while he's thinking he's independent and unseen, he's actually been drawn there by Krishna's own Aishvarya Shakti, answering to his own prayers, the result of which he doesn't even know entirely what, what they will be, what will come next in the course of his sadhana, very exciting the life of a sadhaka. He's getting a major installment here uh, in terms of that which he has uh, been uh, that those impressions which he's received along with his uh, with his mantra at the time of initiation the gopal mantra so uh thinking in this way not understanding the entirety of the situation by any stretch of the imagination the four-headed brahma with all of his buddhi 
uh, this, this was a land that looked like without lacking in knowledge that was far, far beyond knowledge and understanding that he could arrive at with his heads alone. Uh, but not realizing that yet, he was allowed to believe that he had caused the calves to wander, captured them up. So he has some powers. By some magical power of his, he put them in a cave. And now Krishna's gone to look for them. And of course, Krishna doesn't find them. And Krishna comes back, as we heard, and finds that the coward boys are now gone. So Brahma thinks that he's stolen those as well. But uh, he's been covered by Krishna's Leela Shakti. And she, in the meantime, has taken the cows, the calves, and the coward boys, and Krishna. And they're placed in their own dimension, their own Leela, their own Prakash. So the Leela is full of different Prakashas of different dimensions. It's something like if you, if you, as long as you're out in the long distance airplane, have all the movies playing at the same time, the different channels, you turn the channel, there's a movie. It's so always going on. And so all the Leelas, every Leela, every minute, every going, always going on at the same time. But everyone's not participating in all of them. This is how the uppercut Leela works, one aspect of it. So Krishna has, has confined himself to a particular Prakash, a particular dimension in which the, the calves have wandered off. He's told the boys, don't worry, don't disturb yourself, continue to eat. That's what we came here for, have a picnic. I'll be right back. He goes off and he brings the calves, calves back. Of course, it takes a day of Brahma for that to happen. But inside that particular Prakash, that particular dimension, it's, it seems only a minute. Krishna's gone for a minute, as he said, and he's come right back. Hmm. Meanwhile, outside of that Prakash, Brahma's been, been, uh, Krishna's, Krishna's Shakti has manifested a Mayak form of the calves, a Mayak form of the boys. Krishna, Brahma has taken them and put them in a cave. Now we've got two sets of boys, two sets of calves, right? Hmm. The original actual boys and calves, a Mayak form of them that Brahma stole, who he thinks are the original boys and calves. Now, Krishna could have just let Brahma come back and, and uh, um, maybe that would have been enough, but he wants to take it to another level. So not only that, but as we'll see, he has other, other um other things in mind as well. So we come today, today's verse, there's about 10 verses now in this section, which starts to gradually wean us from Sakiras and bring us back to the Vatsaliras that we heard at the very beginning of our narrative was in some what of competition with Krishna because he's, his, the center of his love is moving from that being, being focused on his parents now being focused on his newfound friends, causing some distance between himself and his parents. But as we'll see, that doesn't mean he doesn't love them. <laughs> so uh, together, they, 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 make, they cause one another to contract, or they cause what's Kasaki to contract. But he loves his parents and all the elders in Braj immensely. So tatakushno mudam kartum tan matrinam chakasya cha. Ubayayitam 
Atmanam Chakre Vishwa Kid After that, so it's, again, it's a new section. Krishna Budam Kartam. Tat Matrinam Cha. Chakasya Cha. So two things are mentioned here that uh, after that, uh, Krishna with mudam kartum, uh, the idea of acting in a way that would be pleasing hmm, to hmm, tadmatrinam, the mothers, hmm, the mothers of all the boys. Hmm. This is now come, as I say, now it's coming full circle. Hmm. Uh, and the thought of having to return home is there and how is he going to deal with that? And he has a special plan in mind, which is part of what's all going on here. Hmm? Over and above his manifesting extraordinary opulence, teaching this to Brahma and so on and so forth. Hmm? And what? Tata Krishna mudam kvartum tanmatrinam cha kasya cha. Cha kasya cha indicates, and also with a view to give pleasure or delight, Brahma. And the implication of this is in terms of the implications of the 18 syllable Gopal mantra that he's been initiated with, the Gopal mantra. So the mantra that more of course corresponds with Krishna himself, Gopal Krishna, he is, the, is revealed in Gopal Tapani Upanishad, Brahma um, recites there, for, for all of us, uh, the history of his receiving that and so forth. One of the places we find it in the Bhagavad and we find it in the Brahma Samhita also. Mm -hmm. So he's, Krishna, as I said, through his omniscience, which is in the background, which is coming to the foreground now to deal with Brahma as he comes onto the scene. But while it's in the background, as he's just himself Brahma in the background, <laughs> um, uh, Krishna's bringing him into the picture, and as, as he comes into the picture, now he, he wants to, he's going to focus a little bit on Brahma. Hmm? Okay, he's here. Uh, through my omniscience, I've heard him, his prayers. I've brought him here to give him clarification, clarity about the path that, that he's on in pursuit of Sakyabhav. Hmm? And in order to do that, he needs to underscore in no uncertain terms the tattva, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Because as we said, what? If Krishna is not the fountainhead of all divinity, if he is just an avatar of Narayan, then he doesn't have his own abode where the possibility of interacting with him as a friend, for example, or as a mother, or as a lover, um, no. uh, would exist. That doesn't happen in Vaikuntha. God doesn't have parents in Vaikuntha. There's no Vatsali Rasa there. There's no Sakya Rasa there. It's Dasi Rasa and Shanta Rasa and, and, and no Rasa, Mukti, different types and so on and so forth, as we've been discussing. So this Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is very important. Again, it speaks to us of the idea, the fact that Narayan is an aspect of Krishna. Aisvarya is a subset of his Madhurya. Hmm? He's the fountainhead of all divinity. So the leela that he's de 
that are being depicted on Earth are something that are eternal. Hmm? And, and his presence on Earth is an invitation in human society for humans to enter into that. This is a portal, Prakat Lila. For sadhakas to enter into from there, go to his Aprakat Lila in Goloka, his own Mahavaikuntha. There are some references to a Mahavaikuntha in some Puranas, and to Arvaswami said in that, we're talking about Goloka there. They have sufficient references to support their idea, but this is key. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. So Brahma is, is, hasn't figured this out yet. He's started to suspect because, after all, as we heard, Krishna liberated Agasura and he got Sarupya Mukti. He got a form like Narayan inside of Krishna, which leads one to believe maybe Narayan's inside of Krishna. That's backwards. How can that be? Hmm? So he's not sure. He's going to test Krishna here. He's not sure how to think about it. Krishna's going to underscore this now. So that Brahma understands in no uncertain terms, and therefore he has the wherewithal as he speaks about in the Gita. What does he say in the Gita? In the Chatur Shloki of the Gita, the four essential verses of the Gita identified by Vishwana Chakrati Thakur, he begins by saying, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Mata Sarvam Pavartate. He says, Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo, I'm the source of everything. Did you understand that? Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo, you didn't? Let me say it again. Everything comes from me. <laughs> I'm the source of everything. Listen carefully. It doesn't look like it. I know that. I'm part of Sarathi. Yes, Arjun, which way do you want me to turn? Rickshaw? Oh, turn left, turn right. I know it doesn't look like I'm the source of everything. It looks like I'm a taxi driver here. But listen carefully. I'm the source of everything. Everything comes from me. And... When I say everything, he says, I mean everything. Hmm? Everything. My abode, it's just hard to figure out. My abode looks like uh, a village. Hmm? It's not overtly transcendental and wonderful uh, beyond uh, with four-headed people and you know, whatnot, uh, that type of majesty and, and opulence. Hmm? So you have to pay close attention to understand what it is. But everything is there. All the, all the, 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 the freedom in Brahman, all of the, the, the dasya, the shanta, all of the, the opulence of Vaikuntha, it's all there. Whatever you could get out of Varnashram, there's a semblance of Varnashram there as well. Everything, everything's there. And more, right? And the real wealth of the place that, that we find that we don't find anywhere else is its prem, right? Goloke or premodhan, parinam samkita, narutam takur, he says. From that place, the wealth of its prem has been exported through the medium of nam samkita. And the bearer of that is Gaur Krishna himself. Hmm? This was the method to meet them to his madness, right? Nam samkita. So Brahma needs to understand this point, and Krishna is going to show it to him and everyone if they pay attention to this chapter. Uh, so that you could not could not could not possibly be confused about it. Krishna says in the verse in the Gita I'm citing, everything comes from me. I'm the source of everything, 
Knowing this, he says, you're in a position for Raga Bhava Samanvita to enter into my, come into my company, to worship me fully. In the words, it's true that in Golok, they don't know that Krishna is God, or they heard it, could be, but it's, it's just not a factor, right? The praying that makes him seem ordinary and one of them overrides that. That's why we say the praying is the end, is the, is the, is vidya, it's the end of knowledge, actually. Fullest. Krishna says in the Gita, what Raja Vidya Raja Bhuyam. I'm going to speak, he said, the ninth chapter at the very beginning about the highest knowledge, the king of knowledge, Raja Vidyam, Raja Guhyam, the king of secrets. And what is it? He says it at the end. Become my devotee, think of me, offer respect to me. This, do bhakti. That's the end of knowledge. Bhakti is the end of knowledge. To love him is to know him. And with this in place, he's saying, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami, you have a cornerstone in place. If you properly understand the implications of this, and it's important. Viva Goswami wrote a whole Sandarva about this one pada, one line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? You got that in place, you're in a good position to engage in the type of bhajan that will enable you to enter into the realm that it speaks about implicitly. Hmm? But there's a, that, that, that I'm the source of Narayan and I have my own place, hmm? my own abode. Where the finite, where the infinite appears finite-like in order for the finite and the infinite to intimately associate. Right? If the infinite remains infinite in appearance, then how close can the finite get to the infinite? So he assumes a finite-like appearance for the sake of intimacy and gets lost in that intimacy, that praying. Is Krishna. Of course, he's not entirely lost. We know his 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 all knowing is there in the background, and so we have an instance of it. It's it's answering to the sadhaka who needs to get this piece of siddhanta and tattva in place in order to accomplish to, to become accomplished in and attain the that which the mantra that he's received affords him as a destiny. Mm. Eternal service of Gopal, Gopal Krishna must be a place to do that. Mm. And he's in, in, he's in a, a facsimile of that place right now on earth. Mm. The Prakat Leela. This is all very mysterious. Mm. Brahma's just trying to get his head. So if you're having a hard time, <laughs> Brahma's trying to wrap his foreheads around it, right? So here the verse says that, that Krishna had two intentions. One intention, one intention to, to please Brahma by giving him the kind of siksha that will support his diksha, his initiation, the kind of teaching and instruction that will support the diksha like water on a seed, fertilize it, will cause it to grow and, 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 and bear fruit. Now Krishna is a siksha guru and a diksha guru, both, as is normally the case, right? 
So, what did he do? He, he had the intention to please them. So it said here, what? The controller and maker of the world turned himself into the calves and boys. And this is now a third manifestation of the calves and the boys, right? The original calves and boys are in their own dimension with Krishna. Nothing out of the ordinary has happened, although whatever they're doing is super extraordinary, right? Their intimacy of play. There's the Mayak manifestation of the boys that are now in a cave with the calves hidden by Brahma. He doesn't know the original ones are still there. He thinks he's done away with the Catholic boys. He's going to look back and see all the boys are there. And all the calves are there as if nothing's happened. What is he seeing now? A third set of cows, calves, excuse me, and boys that Krishna has, has, has manifest. He himself has expanded as all the cow, calves, and all the coward boys. Now, this sounds a little, um, well, very extraordinary. So Sugadev uses words here to help us understand it, right? He says what? He says, Ubhayaitam atmanam chakre vishvakrit ishvara. He basically says, Ishwara. He's the, he's the maker of the world. Now, of course, Brahma thinks he's the maker of the world. Of course, when he reflects, he knows I get power from Vishnu to do it, but it can get to his heads. Hmm? I'm the maker of the world, sir. You know? uh, and everybody treats him like that. Not everybody knows that Brahma's power for his work of creation is derived from Vishnu. Hmm? He has, to, he has to footnote that. He has to educate everybody. He has to give references <laughs> to, to, uh, to, 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 to what, he's, what he says, right? Do credit where it's due, right? But uh, that doesn't always happen or the opportunity doesn't present itself. So many people think Brahma to be the world creator and that's it. And so Petitioning him as such, thinking of him as such, well, it, may, it may go to his head. But here the statement is made. This may sound extraordinary, but Vishvakrid Ishvara. Hmm? He, he made his own self. Atmanam Chakre Vishvakrid Ishvara. He made his own self into all the, cow, the calves and coward boys. So the point is, such things are possible for the Ishwar, the maker of the world, the real maker of the world, which making of the world is just as, it's just like if I'm painting a beautiful picture on my easel, easel, right? And then I want to change colors. Then I may take that brush, dip it in some water and go like that on another easel go back and paint. Well, this one over here is that's the material world. He's just doing that like the, without thinking about it very much. Hmm? That is his Maya Shakti, the power of his Maya Shakti, overseen by the partial expression of himself, the, the Mahavishnu, the Paramatma, the oversoul of the world, who's just sitting back and watching it all, hmm? witnessing. Hmm? And it's fascinating in itself, no? The scientists can look at the tiny atom only, 
and find a world inside of quarks and whatever else. <laughs> uh, can't see them, but they're there. It's a mathematical way to arrive at the conclusion that, that they're there as invisible things inside the atom. What kind of world is it? it so it's a big place. It's Maya. Hmm? Maya means to measure. Hmm? It's, 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 it's that which cannot be measured. Hmm? Maya means a conception that we have of measuring. That's what the material world is. We think we can bring it within our grasp. Hmm? But because you can't, it's called Maya. Hmm? To think that you can measure it. Hmm? That's Maya, and that is the world. Hmm? And it is but ekapad uh, vibhuti, one, one just fraction of the whole, right? The, 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 the main show is, <laughs> is on the other side in the part of Yom. We're in the shadows here. So for him to do this, is to, uh, to manifest as the calves and coward boy, I mean, he's the maker of the whole world as a side effect. So. It's not a big thing, Sukadev wants to say. So some description of how well he did that keeps us for a moment within the fold of, of, of Sakyarasa before we move completely to this now other, just newly introduced purpose in terms of what Krishna wants to accomplish, who he wants to delight besides Brahma. He's obviously delighting the coward boys. We're in the midst of that. Now the mothers as well, right? But first we hear a detailed description from Sugadev, as to the extent to which he was able to duplicate the forms of the cowherd boys and the calves. Sugadev says, Krishna, the Aja. Brahma is often referred to as Aja, unborn. Because, you know, if you don't have a mother, well, you could say you weren't born. How that would work, ask Brahma. Sounds pretty far out, but as we'll see here, there's other there's another idea that's more attractive to him now that he's becoming acquainted with it. And by the way, he's only relatively unborn. The real unborn is Krishna. The real maker of the world is Krishna. The real unborn is Krishna. And the real unborn takes birth from a mother in Braj. Brahma's trying to get a hint here. Hmm? I'd be better off being born from a mother in Braj than to be born on the lotus, which gives me such fame and notoriety and so on and so forth. Hmm? So much attention, I'm Brahma and so forth. Hmm? I'd be better off just an unknown in the world hmm? to be known in this world of his, his realm, this is what Brahma will come to. Hmm? As, as one of the sons of the mothers who's, for, who, for, 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 uh, who, who, whom he, Krishna, loves without, without limit mm -hmm. and 
Brahma will say this, in effect, in his prayers. He basically says, he thinks, mm, maybe Krishna is going to think that because I'm Brahma and I've got this Abhiman being a controller and a you know important person, you know, maybe maybe I should take birth in the Yadu dynasty if I want to get closer to him rather than in the lowly cowherd community. Well, that, that won't work for you, Brahma, will it? So Brahma wants to dis dismiss that idea. No, no I, want, I want to take birth there. I want to take birth from a mother in Brudge, become a coward boy. This is the way. So, so anyway, description of the coward boys. We'll get to all this further. Krishna, the unborn one, the undying, excuse me, underlying identity of all who, see, we, we have, okay, underlying identity of all was so many small bodies of calf herders and calves in which way they're in whichever way their hands, feet, and other parts of the body were, and so many other, so many staffs, horns, flutes, leaves, their lunch bags, ornaments, garments of the same kinds as theirs to the extent that the temperaments, virtues, voices, shapes, age, amusements, and so on were as before, hence he was resplendent as though he was the embodiment of the text. Everything is imbued with Vishnu. That's the famous Sarvakalo Vidam Brahma. Brahma here means Brahman, Vishnu. Everything is Vishnu. So Sukadeva is saying he showed, this is a famous statement that has different interpretations, but it was never fully understood. This is what Sukadeva is saying. This is Vishnu is everything. Sarvam Kaloidam Brahma. I mean, Shankar, for example, completely misunderstands it. He thinks it's saying there's only Brahma. Pujapachitamaraj once said, the verse says everything is Brahma, Brahman. So that means there's Brahman and there's everything as also. And everything is Brahman. We don't do away with everything as Shankar does. Everything is there. And in a way, it's all Brahman. How is it all Brahman? Well, it's being explained here. The underlying identity of all, Krishna himself, means who's one with his Shakti and different from him at the same time. So in his own commentary on this section of the, the texts where Krishna's uh, identity now uh, with the cowherd boys is being explained, and, and, and as we see in great detail, he completely replicated them, not only them, their forms, their ages, their uh, paraphernalia, their sticks, their flutes, their lunch bags, hmm? but also internally, their dispositions, hmm? their speci special specialities of, of, of their, well, particulars of their individuality, their temperaments, and so forth, each of which is different, even while it falls within a particular uh, type of sakibhav of which there are four. Still, each one is individual, different tastes, different likes, different uh, um, temperament, and so forth. Uh, the implication is that how well, from Sakura's point of view, how well he knew them. Hmm? They are him. That's the Bade point of view. So now the Goswami in this section 
in these couple of verses, it says, refer to my Brihad Bhagavatamrita, where I, that is where the term comes from. What, what term am I referring to? Important term, describing our tattva of Gaudi Vaishnavism, our metaphysic. Beda bed, achintya beda bed. Very good, achintya beda bed. It means those forms of those boys, the original boys, they are non-different from him. We've discussed this earlier to some extent. That Siddharupa, spiritual form, it's, it's existing in a sense in the depths of the being of God, of Krishna. Your praying that you've cultivated warrants a form in which you can express it. Arises out of his shakti, which exists only for his pleasure, mm -hmm. and there that form thereby, in essence, is an extension of his own form because he has a tongue, he has two ears, he has two eyes, he has two hands. We reach Krishna, we reach Krishna, but I mean, he he has an appetite to taste rasa that what calls for many ears, mm -hmm. many tongues, many eyes. I mean, what did Rupa Goswami say about his name? That when I chant his name, I have trouble taking advantage of all the sweetness that he possesses. And therefore, I pray for millions of tongues and millions of ears. When the name enters into the courtyard of my heart and dances there, I wish I had millions of ears. I wish I had millions of tongues hmm, to take advantage of this two syllables, Krishna. Hmm. This is the problem for the guru. He needs help. She needs help. With the, the mantra is the name is driving Sri Guru mad. Needs help. Prabhupada said, I, I gave out the holy name to experiment. If I get some more ears, some more tongues, we could all together get together and try to uh, rel extend our capacity to relish something that. Uh, uh, that we call Krishna, <laughs> that is uh, that is is unlimited. Mm -hmm. Now this is the Krishna himself. Mm -hmm. He's Rasaraj. Right? Well, he's the king of relishing, and, and he, he, even he, to relish himself, to fulfill his epithet as Rasaraj, needs associates. Mm -hmm. Krishna is like sweetness, like sugar, but sugar can't taste itself. So to manifest extensions of himself, expansions of himself, his own, his own swarup, shakti. Krishna has ananda of his swarup. It's called swarup ananda. So of his form, his nature, it's full of ananda. And then he has swarup shakti ananda. That means from his form and nature, his primal shakti manifests associates with whom, through whom he then reflects back upon himself and interacts with himself. And this is then the sugar sweetness tasting itself. For rasa, there has to be two, and Brahman is rasa, as the Taitareya Upanishad says in the Bali, in the chapter, in that Shruti, in that Upanishad, about Ananda, 
That's what it's about. He concludes, and he, Brahman, is Rasa. And by knowing him as such, it goes on to say what? You can taste Rasa yourself. So now we're speaking about the original boys, right? They're all Swarup Shakti Ananda, as are the calves, as are the mothers, and so on and so forth, right? For the most part. Um, there are also Tatasta Shakti Jivas who have come there and are imbued with Tatasta Shakti, Sadhana Siddhas. They are all for the all for all intents and purposes, they are the same. But they've come there by following in the footsteps in the wake of the Bhav of these Parshad associates, original associates of Krishna, his Sudam, his his Sridham, his his uh, Subal, his uh, Jasoda, Nanda, and so on and so forth. You can't have Krishna as the son of Nanda without having Nanda. <laughs> you can't have Yashoda Nanda without Yashoda. So this is an important theological point that Jiva Goswami in his Bhagavad Sandarbha labors to underscore. Krishna has Sarup Shakti. God has a Sarup Shakti. The two are one and different. So you, if you're going to have love, okay, well, that's good. You have to have some object to repose the love in for there to be love. So you need both. You need a teacher, you need a student. What one fellow told me, I think I'm going to be a guru. I said, well, let me know when you have some students. I'll consider it then. What's the meaning? So going to be a teacher it means well they're students you can't have a teacher without students right? so you cannot have love without the object of love and without the love itself taking shape and interacting with you so this is beta beta krishna is one and different at the same time so he's underlying reality of all things and with regard to his own abode these associates of his, they're not different from him. When you get a form like that of one of his associates through sadhana and the ingress of that srup shakti into your own uh, life, then, then I, say, I say out of the depths of the being of God, a form will arise suitable to correspond with that praying. And that form, in another sense, when we look at it from the, from the bade point of view, from the abade, non-different, this is another form of Krishna. Krishna's got another tongue now. He's got other ears. He's got more legs to walk further into the forest, examine another cave, right? As may be the case. So, therefore, you can understand the point being that Krishna knows these boys inside out and backwards. Like he knows his own self. He knows them. So his capacity to duplicate them, well, he's not limited in any way in that regard. And the test will be, of course, well, he has to now head home with the calves and the boys, and they're going to go to the cows, and they're going to go to the mothers. And as we'll see, as the implication here is, in the first description of this, he's done a pretty good job of it. He did the dusting he missed whatsoever. He knows how they tie their belt. 
He knows what's in their lunch bag if he wants to, right? Not only is he, you have to understand, not only is he the boys, he's the lunch bags too. <laughs> he's the flutes, he's their sticks, he's their turbans. This is what's being said here. And not only is it the, the externally, but internally, their dispositions, as I said, their sentiments, their memories, everything. I mean, this is just the beginning of the mind boggling uh, display of his Aishvarya when you step back and see the whole picture, which of course Brahma is, is going to see. But here, how much he loves those boys, how well he knows them. Right? Now, well, as we go forward, Sayam Atmana Govatsan Pratibari Atma Vatsapai Kridan Atma Biharais Cha Sarvatma Prabhishad Brajam Sayam Atmana, excuse me, Sayam Atmatma Govatsan. So it says, Sukhade says, He made the calf herders who were he. Restrain the calves, which were he, while he himself was having fun with amusements, which were he, which he was. Being the self of all in this way, he entered the coward village. So Krishna is amusing himself, expanding himself as all the calves, all the coward boys. And it's mentioned here that Shayamatma Hatma Govatsan. That the, the cows were a little older. This point will uh, bear significance as we go forward. Um, they were a little old. They were old enough to go out and herd all day. And they would not be of an age that typically they were nursing. They would have been weaned by now. But as we'll see, well their mothers, the cows, gave precedence to them over the calves that were actually uh, of an age where it was suitable, appropriate for them to be nursing. Why? Because, of course, now their calves were Krishna himself. Now, Sanatana Goswami raises a point here. By the use of the word sarvatma, the soul of all, a difference from the previous calves and boys is shown. Hence, that the new forms were lesser than old forms is meant, in the sense that the old ones were recipients of the Lord's deep affection. So this is now from Krishna's point of view. They're perfect. They're perfect from the mother's point of view, as we'll see, and the cow's point of view. But from Krishna's point of view, these cows, calves, and coward boys, which are now himself, are lesser than the original boys, which are his Srup Shakti Ananda, 
This is his own Saruk now. This is Krishna himself. You understand the difference? The boys are manifestations of his internal Shakti, with, which who, through whom he can taste himself, right? As I explained. But now these boys, the difference is from his point of view, is, well, he can't interact with them in the same way. They're him in a, in a, in a, in a more objective, literal sense, not in a beta bade sense, which makes for sweetness and, and, di and enough difference inside the, the oneness that there can be taste. Hmm? You follow? <laughs> this is quite a complex uh, theology that we have here. And uh, Sanatabhu, he, he quotes a, a famous statement from the ninth canto of, of the Bhagavatam, where Durvas, having offended uh, Ambarish and then being chased by uh, Krishna's, uh, Vishnu, Vishnu's chakra, uh, trying to get away from him, entered into Vaikuntha. He went to Brahma, Brahma couldn't do anything. He went to Shiva, Shiva couldn't help him. He had offended Ambarish Maharaj, and so Krishna's chakra manifested and started to chase him. Durvas was a, was, a, was a gyani. So he entered Vaikuntha. Now you might wonder how Durvas could enter Vaikuntha, because he's just he's a gyani and he had offended a Vaishnava. Sometimes the examples given of a king for entertainment in his palace brings a tiger into the room in a cage. And the, all the guests look at the tiger and so forth. So he's there, but he's not there. Right, he's there, but he's inside of a cage. So sometimes some people like this can come in Vaikuntha to entertain the residents of Vaikuntha. Oh, look at that animal is coming here, wild person. Hmm. Goodness. <laughs> For the evening's attainment in the palace of Vaikuntha. Hmm. So anyway, Devas came in, and Krishna Narayan, I should say, explained to him that um, how dear his devotees are to him, which is the point being made here, right, in the commentary. The verse says, Durva said, Brahman, oh, 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 oh Brahmana, without my devotees who are saintly, for whom I am the highest goal, I desire neither my own self nor my limited, limitless opulences. So without my devotees, I don't care about myself. What's the meaning of myself? Uh, we've already explained this to some extent. But this is a special circumstance, right? He's trying to accomplish a few things. Meanwhile, keep in mind, he's in another Prakash and the Leela's going on hmm? with his original friends, with the cabs. There's no disturbance and they're continuing to have their picnic. Hmm? But for special reasons, for, to, for giving pleasure to Brahma through, the, through enlightening him, which the Guru may give pleasure to us by enlightening us by pulling on our ear, listen up. Hmm? So it's a little awkward for Brahma. He's going to grow here, right? In his sadhana. And growth is sometimes a little painful. So Gurudev is not there just to pat us on the back and say everything's all right, but he meant to push us, challenge us. He meant to challenge our understanding so that we may grow. Hmm? So don't, don't be put off by that opportunity when it arises. Hmm? We need to grow, right? So Brahma's undergoing the growth growth pains, but it's referred to as Krishna wants to please him. Yes, it's good, 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 uh, his, his good fortune in, in mind, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, he, now on another level, he wants to please the mothers who have already arrived. Mm -hmm. 
some of whom are eternal associates of his, his parshadas, manifestations of his sarup shakti, like, like Sridham Subal are in, his, in, his, in, in the realm of Sakya, fraternal love. So Yasoda, Nanda, other ladies of the village and so forth, and, and elder, elderly and their, and their husbands and so forth. And then just like amongst the cowards, we heard the coward boys, there are three groups, right? There are the eternal associates like Sridham and Sudam, right? And then there are sadhakas who come from earth and some from the celestial realm at the time of Krishna's appearance. Both are considered sadhakas. This is a type of siddha, sadhana siddha. They are tatasta shakti, but they become imbued with swarup shakti. They can function entirely in that realm, right? Similarly, there is scope for entering into braj in Vatsali Rasa. I've mentioned before that a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Balaba, didn't quite fit in his group Chaitanya, amongst Chaitanya's associates. Mahaprabhu authorized him to have his own group. Right? And in that group, in that Sampradaya, it's the uh, Rudra Sampradaya. He's prominent in it so much so, sometimes referred to as the Balava Sampradaya. Uh, the famous Sridhar Swami, whose commentary on Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so much respected, and all the Goswamis refer to in their commentaries, he's from that Sampradaya. So these are close. They resemble one another in a different way. They're both Ragmarg Sampradayas, communities, lineages that result in a, in a Ragmarg type of um, uh, end in, in Braj. But in that group, there's some emphasis. One of the main emphasis is, is on Vatsali Rasa. So a window there provided by, uh, by Bahalaba. At I've mentioned before, at the end of his uh, dissertation on Sadhana Bhakti, Rupa Goswami writes, and there's another group, they call it Vaidhi Bhakti, excuse me, the Sadhana, the Sadhana practice of Vaidhi Bhakti. He says, and there's another group, they call it Markata, Mar, excuse me, Mariata. And then in the section on Rag Bhakti, which follows the Sadhana of Rag Bhakti, at the end he says, and there's another group, they call it Pushti. Yeah, similar. Pushti is then the, 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 also division then of the um, Balabha Sampradaya. Hmm? Corresponds with the Ragmarg sector of um, Gaudiya Sampadaya. So through that, or through that path, then some people may enter hmm, in Vatsalyabhav. It's possible. Hmm. And so we come to that because what? Uh, he, the original form of those various boys, drove their respective calves placed them in their respective cow sheds and entered the boys' respective homes, O king. And there they were, as you can imagine, hmm, greeted by their mothers hmm, with not the normal affection, but now their affection for their sons has exce exceeds hmm, what uh, they, the, the, the norm. Hmm? The norm is that they love their sons unlimitedly. And they love their sons hmm, 
as they love their husbands and the husbands love them and, every, and, and each one, the sons, the mothers, the fathers, the sisters, each of them loves one another unlimitedly and each of them loves Krishna more, more unlimitedly. So there's no problem there. If in your household, sons, the daughters, husband, the wife, all love Krishna more than one another and love one another unlimitedly, then you've got a real recipe for good, for eternal family, right? So they all agree on this point without thinking about it. It's natural, it's spontaneous and so forth. Now these mothers, they, um, They didn't know, per se, that Krishna was now manifest in the form of their, their, their sons. They loved their sons, still their affection for their sons increased so much. And at the same time, this affection will be affected, if you will, or brought about by, by a sense of possessiveness. I think Jiva Goswami gives these terms possessiveness by bodily relationship and by beauty. So they had affection for the boys in terms of possessiveness, my sons, our sons, my son, and bodily relationship, right? But there was some fault in it, what? That they, they're, the beauty of the boys, which was unlimited, was exceeded, nonetheless, by the beauty of Krishna. So while they loved <laughs> their boys more because Krishna was their boy, their affection arose out of possessiveness and out of, out of bodily affection, but Krishna was still more beautiful. How it can be? He's more beautiful than Sridham, and Sridham's unlimitedly beautiful. Hmm? So everything was in order. <laughs> just the, the order of affection just rose to a, to a, a, a new level. It's all very mystical. And as we'll see, it, 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 it will startle Balaram as he comes, he comes aware of it. So far, he's like conspicuous by his absence in all of this. Hmm? He, he'll come next, the next section. To underscore the extraordinariness of what we're we're we're, we're trying to relate. Yeah. I mentioned that these mothers, some of these mothers, were sadhana siddhas, so they have a desire to have Krishna as their mother, or, excuse me, as their son. Now, given the the nature of the lila, they feel that Krishna is their son. There's no lacking in one sense. Krishna is their son because. There's a shared responsibility uh, amongst the mothers of the sons in a village. You can even experience that here. Practically speaking, you ask Juan, do you know that guy? Oh yeah, he's my cousin. Do you know that girl? Yeah, my nephew. Yeah, it's all like related, right? So there's in the village scene, there's uh, the family sensibilities are extended and, and, and grown. So the, the bridge is a village. Hmm? So the maternal affairs, which in one sense are primarily taking care of the children in that setting, are shared by the mothers. It's described earlier on in the Vatsalya center of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, 
surrounding the Damodar Leela, we're in the one of the Sakirasa center. We're getting a slight segue back now to the motherly section because why? In the, in the Vatsalya center of the 10th canto in the earlier chapters surrounding the Damodar Leela, there's no description of an entry point there. Here we find an entry point in the Prakat Leela for sadhakas. But I'll get to that. But in that description of Vatsalya Bhav, what do we find? We find that Krishna is, is leaving the house, going to the neighbor's house and stealing butter and yogurt, giving it to the monkeys, causing a disturbance, all to the delight of the other mothers who, when their husbands come home from cow herding, will write, and that person came over and he did this and he did that, and they're just totally, and the sons are going, I want to meet him. Sounds like a good friend. Their friendship has not yet, just, just a little bit. They're learning how to steal from him and so forth. And so point is that these mothers, they were well aware. When Damodar, Krishna, was tied by his own mother to the mortar, Right during the Dhammadar Leela, which is here at the center of it all, the Vatsalya Rasa section of, of, of Bhagavatam, and the neighboring ladies were all looking over the over the wall and throwing rope over. Here, add more rope to the to, to make up for the two inches short that your ribbon in your hair is to tie him. And of course, the more she added your know, soda rope to the ribbon, it still remained two inches too short, and everybody was just fascinated by this. This is another. Example of Achintya Beta Beta, he's everywhere. Hmm? He's not getting fatter and fatter every time she tries to tie the rope around him. Hmm? But she can't, but he's he's the whole world. He's everything. You can't wrap him up. Hmm? Except by praying. When he sees her perspire, her effort, hmm? she gives grace. He gives grace. And suddenly then, with just the two inches of the with just the ribbon from her hair, she could tie him up. Hmm? She tied him up with the ribbon. You would think that when he pulled on the mortar and wedged it between the two Arjun trees, the ribbon would surely break. Just a ribbon, rather than the trees fall down, which you wouldn't expect at all anyway from a, just a child. But the trees fell down and the ribbon didn't break. That is the strength of her love. She actually chased him because she had chastised him and he started to run and she chased after him in fear that he wouldn't come back. She wanted to tie him up that he wouldn't leave out of, out of love for him. So anyway, the point is the mothers, other mothers in the community were all looking over and, and amused by him. And he had been to their house earlier in the day and they would report it to Yasoda and she'd be in denial. But I don't think that's true. I mean, why don't you keep it? If he's there, maybe you don't. Maybe you're over high enough. He climbs up on other boys' shoulders. And well, why don't you put it in the dark, you know, in a cool place where he can't see? Well, wherever he goes, he lights the place up. Hmm? So they keep replying back. She keeps in denial, but of course, it affects her. She can't go to sleep that well at night. Oh, he's there all complaining. He talks to Nanda. You know, it must be your fault. Hmm? You've got 900,000 cows, right? And you don't, but they don't supply sweet enough milk to keep our boy at home. He's going to the neighbor's house for milk and they're complaining. It's your fault. 
If there's any truth to what they say, it's your fault. Do something about it. Of course, then he gets some special cows, puts on special grasses and grazes them. That takes us, of course, now we're turning the quarter of the Govardhan leader, right? Because he, they, when he, those special cows are raising on those special grasses to remedy the situation, it corresponds with, as uh, in, uh, anyway, Govardhan Leela, then what? She's nursing him, she puts him down because the, this, this special milk that Nanda's been providing over the years. Dominator Leela. Dominator Leela? Dominator Leela. Well, in the Dominator Leela, yeah, the Dominator Leela, he's, he started providing it, has been providing it for a few years. Now the Govardhan Leela is coming and all the, all everybody, all the nursemaids and everybody in the house are out arranging for Indra Yagya and so forth. She's nursing from the breast and the milk's boiling over the stove. And this is the perfect milk that Nan has gone to the trouble to get and for years has been producing to keep her, uh, uh, quiet the neighbors and, 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 and pacify Yasoda and so on and so forth. And of course, uh, she puts her son down and so that the milk doesn't boil over and we go to the Govardhan Leela. Krishna's traumatized by that and well, in the Gover in the Govardhan Leela, I should say, he remembers this. This happened in my childhood. Hmm? Now it's Govardhan Leela. Hmm? This is the guy they were worshiping on that day and the milk boiled over. Now I'm old enough to think about this. He traumatized me as a child. So I'm gonna have to chastise him, something like that. So anyway, the point is what? That these mothers, they have full vatsaliras for Krishna. Hmm? They love him as their own son, but he's not their son. He is and he isn't, right? Every son is their son. Every son in Braj is the son of Yashoda. As I said, she knows every one of those favorite dishes and they all, she, she knows their disposition. And if she sees them, she'll she say, come, Tsubaki, sit on my lap. What's on your mind? I know what's on your mind. Krishna did this, right? Yes, oh, you'll pacify him and so forth. Go back and you tell him. Hmm? So they already, it's not that they don't have Vatsalya Bhav for Krishna and they're not getting that kind of reciprocation, but still, he is their son, but he's not kind of physically their son. So now he wants to please these sadhana siddhas. Hmm? He knows what it took for them to get there. All the trials and tribulations, all the doors that were slammed in their face as they begged alms on behalf of the deity of Krishna, going door to door. All of the troubles that they, that they, that they had to encounter for living a life as a sadhaka, which are many. He, he, he knew everything about that. Hmm. He's knowing it about Brahma. He's calling Brahma, right? Hmm. They have already done it. They've arrived. They've taken birth in Braj. In his commentary, well, in his, in his, in his explanation of Rag Bhakti as a sadhana, Bhaktarishamrita Sindhu, towards the end of that uh, section, Rupa Goswami gives an example. He says, um, and there was a, and he said, and there was a carpenter, according to such and such Purana, hmm, who wanted to have Krishna as his son, 
So he established the deity of Krishna. And in his sadhaka deha, his practitioner's body, he worshiped him like a son, or treated him like a son. Hmm? Treated the deity like a son. And he perfected his practice. And Vishwana Chakrati Thakur makes a comment there. He says, he didn't meditate on him in a siddha an internal meditative body that Rupa Goswami says earlier is an aspect of Rag Bhakti, Seva Sadaka Rupena Siddha Rupena Chaturhi. In Rag Bhakti, we'll worship Krishna in the Sadaka Deha in ways that are appropriate in this practitioner's body, like offering Artik and so forth. And then in the meditative internal body, we'll serve like a mother in this case, or like a friend in meditation on the Leela. Now the latter, properly understood, will arise out of the former. If bhava arises out of sadhana, what is the, what is the purpose of sadhana? To attain bhava bhakti. Sadhana bhakti begets bhava bhakti. It's already existing, that bhava, but that bhava will manifest within you when you do the sadhana to make room for that, hmm? clearing the heart and so on and so forth, hmm? developing a taste. So if sadhana bhakti in this sense results in bhava bhakti, then a sadhaka deha properly engaged practitioner's body will result in a bhava deha. At which time, in bhava bhakti, you can do siddha rupena seva. You have to have that body to do that seva. What Vishwana Chakravarta Thakur's point is in this section of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, I'm citing, is that this carpenter, he, he states that he did not do siddha rupena seva. He just worshiped the deity in his sadhaka rupa, and he attained this. So the point I'm making only is, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you're going to find different descriptions and different paribars, how to attain this ideal, some nuanced differences in the Abhideya Tattva. Oh, the guru has to give you this sadhasupa rupa, or no, he doesn't, or he gives a part right here, he gives a protocol of it, a pro prototype of it, or there are many different ways. Thing is, it doesn't matter. In one sense, you have to give your all in all, the point is, in your sadhaka deha. In the sadhaka deha, you have to perspire before you're going to weep. And the more that you give of your sadhaka, you do sadhana, the more you're going to get bhava, the more you use your sadhaka deha properly. Guru gives you a sadhaka deha. And you think, Gurudev, what about my siddha deha? You don't like what I gave you? All right. You don't understand the Siddha Day if you ask that question because it arises out of it. In the later stages of sadhana, then it will start to take shape and then we enter into Bhava Bhakti. It will arise naturally through practice. Guru can give some, uh, will, should give some guidelines, help us to focus and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, this point is nicely brought out at the very end of that section on Raga Bhakti in the comments of Jiva Goswami and Vishnu Chakrati Thakur, who also say what, relevant to our point, that 
that carpenter hmm, attained Vatsalya Bhakti, Vatsalya Rasa. And as a result of that attainment in his Sadaka Deya, well, he got a Siddhadeya. Hmm? He entered into Bhava. He got a Siddhadeya, goes without saying, a Siddharupa. And then he took birth and entered. And at the time of the, this Brahma Vimohan Leela, hmm? the fullness of his ambition to serve Krishna, but Salyaras was realized. Hmm? I don't know if he became a father or a mother, <laughs> but he attained Vatsalarasa. Hmm. So Krishna knows all the, what the sadhaka has gone through. Hmm. All of you, all of us. It doesn't go unnoticed. Hmm. Somebody else might not recognize you. You're not looking for it anyway. Hmm. Don't look for recognition. Hmm. Krishna's watching everything you do. Hmm. Don't try to see God. Act in such a way that God will want to see you. That's darshan. Did you have darshan? See the deity? It means, did the deity see you? He did. What was I doing? Oh, goodness. I'm on the altar of sacrifice. <laughs> and he's observing how well I'm doing that. And we're patiently trying to help. He knows all the, all the struggles I've gone through all the ups and downs. Don't look for recognition from somebody else. Oh, you can become a sannyasi. Get better, better prasadam and higher seats and everyone respect you and so forth. Don't think like that. It's not for that, right? So this is the portal then. They entered this time and the text here goes on to say, oh, these mothers, their affection, their breast milk flowed to new heights. And Krishna drank with all of the mouths of all of the coward boys, the, 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 the flow of the milk. And he, he already like five years old. <laughs> and they're, they're giving their breast milk to him. And the breast milk is described as, as, as like, heavenly and like rum, the text says, intoxicating at the same time. Hmm? They're intoxicated in giving that, he's intoxicated by taking that. Hmm? So they, they're, they're the fullest measure of their ambition in sadhana, as audacious as it is to think, I will love Krishna like this. He will sit on my lap. God will nurse from my breast. And they're realizing it. Hmm? So these are the possibilities, especially now to the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So Brahma's uh, about, you know, to uh, see all of this. Uh, he's he, he, he's going to return, see all these. All the boys are still there. Hmm? Yeah. And what next verse? Thereafter, the thereafter, O King, he says to, to the Raj, as the forms of those various boys, Madhava, 
who had gone to their respective homes at dusk because of the rules for that time of the day was pampered by the mothers at first by being massaged, bathed, adorned, anointed, protected with tilak, then given food and so forth, all with the enrap all while enrapturing them with resplendent gestures. So he's talking to the king. He mentions, oh king, Raj. You can imagine, you know, how boys are treated in the palace. They get the princes, they get royal treatment and so forth. It's something like that. They were given the royal treatment at home, hmm? massaged with oils, decorated with tea log, bathed, cooked for everything. So the, the mothers were doing this for a year, for one, for one whole year, right? They had this opportunity. <laughs> and here Krishna is addressed as Madhava. So Madhava also, well, it means the, the, like the husband of the goddess of fortune, thank God. Uh, it also, Ma also means knowledge, vidya. So Dhava uh, who carries or is the, is the pati, the lord of, of knowledge. So it, what implied here is, is again, this, this emphasis that all these boys were chit shakti. Hmm? Not material, a small point that I'm sure you've already understood. Hmm? And with that, we come to the end of this section. Swiftly arriving at the cow pens, well, it said he was out for nine hours. There are certain rules. If you're out with calves, you got to be back at a certain time, uh, about three hours before the sun sets. But Krishna did everything right. Uh, this was a difficult day. I mean, uh, uh, if you didn't know everything, well, the boys got stolen and the whole picnic was spoiled and he was going to come back without them, but everything was perfect. Nothing, nothing that Brahma did had any effect whatsoever on the just normal course of activity. In fact, if anything, it served only to increase that which the, is the essence of the whole affair that he's now just becoming acquainted with, the nature of Prem. Hmm? He's seeing that this Prem is such that it's unlimited and ever increasing at the same time. I mean, this is mind boggling to him. Hmm? The typical idea, of course, of Mukti is a static type, if you will, of eternal bliss, ending the suffering of material existence, eternal bliss, hmm? some movement there in Vaikuntha, no doubt. Hmm? Dasya, Shanta, stunted forms of Dasya in comparison to Golok. Hmm? There, Prem, the, the term Prem really applies. Hmm? Motherly praying. He's, he's seen Saki praying. He's seeing motherly praying. He, in his prayers later on, as I said earlier, he's going to glorify, before he, in no uncertain terms, glorifies the virtues of the Saki praying that he's brought into the circle of, that he has been without fully real, well, that he has been pursuing without knowing exactly how to do it. Now he's getting some further siksha. Uh, before he says, Aho bhagyam, aho bhagyam, nanda gopa prajokasam, yon mitram paramanandam puna brahma sanatanam. He, in the first part of that, in his prayers, he glorifies Vatsali Rasa. He's seeing what Krishna's doing here. Of course, he, it all hasn't been revealed to him yet. His prayers, he's reflecting on it after everything's been shown to him. Hmm? 
when the boys are shown to be Krishna himself to Brahma, etc. But at that time, he says, as I said earlier, I'm Aja. I'm said to be unborn. I'm born in a lotus flower. People think that's cool, but I, I want to be born of a real mother in Braj. And a real mother means a, a sat, an eternal mother. Hmm? I want to be born in that place. I want to take birth in the Prakat Leela as a coward boy. Hmm? That's my that's my ideal. Hmm? So I know you all have your fathers and mothers, but <laughs> That's come to identify with, try to identify with Nanda and Yashoda. They're the king of fatherhood and motherhood in, in Braj. Hmm? No one could care for you more. You'll be in good hands there. Hmm? So swiftly arriving to the cow pens, afterward the cows made their respective uh, older calves, which were called by mooing sounds and were assembled to drink milk, which was trickling from their udders, the cows repeatedly licked their calves. So now a little bit on the, the same thing with the cows, right? They're, they're about Salyabhav. As I said, these were older calves. They shouldn't have been milking, but they neglected the calves that, uh, whose time it was to drink, to give milk to these calves. And so, as a whole, the cows and the coward ladies Motherhood mood towards him was just as before, save and increase, except for the increase in affection. So with this, we come to a close of this section and we'll follow it tomorrow with Balaram's observing all of this after a year's passing, just a few days before the end of the year and, and seeing it for himself and becoming curious about how, how what's, What's happening here? Mm -hmm. We call it Brahma Vimohan. Here it's Balaram Vimohan, even. So, very extraordinary uh, display of Shakti on Krishna's part by which he's accomplishing so many things. Krantaraj Srimad Bhagavat Ki Jai, Dauji Gopal Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Any question? Yeah. Uh, there was a story about uh, this uh, fake form of Sita being married by uh, uh, Narayan later. Is there any story about those? The story, story of Sita marrying Narayan? Uh, like uh, Sita's uh, fake form that was kidnapped by Ravana. Ravana, yeah. That she later married Vishnu. Uh, there is some. South Indian story. Raj, there are all kinds of stories and all kinds of angles out there. Hinduism has accepts a multifaceted Godhead. There's different faces and asankhya, an unlimited number of forms, expansions, avatars, and so on and so forth. This is so much a part of Hinduism that people have no problem making up local gods, even. And it's just a worshipable culture. So that's what they do. We are concerned with what Gaudiya Vaishnavism says. We are Gaudiya Vaishnavas. So if someone may say this, this book may say that, our way of understanding that is what? Therefore, 
we, we, we turned to the Sundarvas, Jiva Goswami said, the hub around which all of the sacred texts orbit is what? Hmm? What is it? No, what's, what's the book? Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? So whatever statement is made here in South India, North India, West India, California, it doesn't about Krishna, this, that, we'll say, okay, that, it, it might be, but it might not. But what does the Bhagavatam say? We'll evaluate it in relation to the Bhagavatam. Hmm? There are statements that Krishna is the, that, uh, that, that uh, Balaram is the incarnation of Anantasesh. So there's a way of looking at it like that, but the Bhagavatam gives us another angle of vision to look at it. Hmm? Right? But Anantasesh is the incarnation of Balaram, for example. And it gives good reason why. Hmm? Also. And it gives a it, 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 that understanding, that tattva, affords us an opportunity to experience a certain bhava also. If, for example, Balaram is the incarnation of not to say she got the same problem as if Krishna is the incarnation of, uh, of, uh, of, of Narayan. You haven't got a Goloka, for example. So we, we shouldn't be troubled by or these kind of, there are all kinds of statements out there, and there are all kinds of angles of vision also. Some of them are accurate, some of them are not. We're not recommending that you just make up gods, but they do that, <laughs> and goddesses. But we're concerned with what the Goswami's window of opportunity, what window of opportunity they've afforded us. What's their focus, their lens, how they're looking at the gem of Sham Sundar and his associates, what facets they're highlighting. That's all we care about. So we, we don't think, oh, they said it over there, how how, how I'm, I'm bewildered now. Hmm? Shouldn't be bewildered at all. There's nothing to be bewildered about. Yeah, we expect that there are going to be other other ideas and thoughts about it. Hmm? But look at them comparatively. Why we would think that there's plenty of ways to think that that's problematic. You could say, well, okay, if you want to understand, one way to understand, okay, so Sita became the wife of Narayan, right? Well, Ram Narayan is the same. Hmm? Ram lives in Vaikuntha in Ayodhya, so yeah. Hmm. My, uh, my question was rather in uh, reference to those uh, additional hard-haired boys that were in, in the case, like did they join? Uh... The Maya ones? Yeah. Well, in the in Ram Lila, there's a Maya Sita that was formed. You're saying the Maya Sita married Narayan? Uh, no, I mean, in this uh, case of cowherd boys yeah. being put in cave, like this Naika cowherd boys, they, they join or they just enter the bodies of... They disappeared. They became unmanifest. Hmm. They stayed there. Brahma went to the cave and saw they're still there. He went back and saw the cowherd boys are still there. Hmm. Went to the cave. He thought Krishna must be running there and bringing them back. And, and, We'll get into that. And he realized this is this is like beyond my four heads. So they were just temporary manifestations of facsimiles of the boys. And the description of them is, well, they're, they're facsimiles enough to delude Brahma. But, but the facsimiles of the boys that were Krishna himself, they were boys in all, all details. They satisfied everyone except Krishna in that setting. We didn't have them to associate with, although in the other dimension, he's 
it's continuing. <laughs> what else? Another question? Anything from online? No. Yes. I'm a little confused, comrades, with this. Me too. You said, you said the, maybe I got this wrong, the calves and the boys were hijacked. Are they the Swarup Shakti Ananda? No. It's the other way around. There were no boys hijacked. Brahma thought he hijacked them. Hmm? But what happened is that Krishna's Shakti manifested false boys. They were mayak and thus able to be influenced by the magic of Brahma. The real boys stayed with Krishna. And then Krishna manifested a third set of boys who were himself. You understand? So it's three, three sets, yes. Is that because Krishna knew what Brahma was about to do? Yeah, sure, you know. Brahma came there. He was going to display his power to test Krishna. Krishna could understand it and said, well, I brought you here to show you my power. So I'm going to show it to you now, which makes your power look very insignificant in comparison, right? All right, we'll stop there. Krantaras Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Gaur Bhaktavinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Gaur Premanandi.